Greetings and salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the things in pop culture that you consume, the stuff that you're insatiable for, the stuff that you find truly bingeable. Oh my God, I remember the whole thing and I didn't even have notes. Yes. Okay. So you guys were going to push this on. So you guys just heard her voice. That's Annie Setting, friend of the pod. Hello. Hello. You guys can find Anne uh, over at WDW Collective on Instagram. And then she's also uh, one of the part of the Never Growing Up podcast. We were just talking about it a second ago. They are coming back from their long hiatus that, you know, so she's got her partner over there is, uh, what's it called? He's in the military, so he just can't be available all the time. So, yeah. Yeah. So now that, um, I don't know, things aren't settling because nothing's ever settled, but still. I know. He'll be, he'll be back and you guys will be back, you know, doing yes. your things. And so, but you guys listen to the old episodes, go through them and kind of find a subject that you guys like, because there's a lot of good information and nuggets yeah. in there. If you're going to be traveling to Disney parks, especially Disney world. Okay. And if you don't have kids, that's specific. <laughs> oh yeah. That's the other part of it. It's for adults. It's called never it's growing up. Okay. So have you been to the parks lately? Yeah, I was just, um, I was just there in the end of March. In Florida? In Florida, yes. It was a whole experience. Mm, we went at right after Christmas time and so, or during New Year's, um, which was actually like a lot of fun. I hadn't been to Disney World in forever. Um, yeah. I will say, okay, and the thing is, is I'm a Disney, I'm, a, I'm an adult who likes Disney. I'm not a Disney adult. We, yes. We, we've discussed exactly this in the past. Yes. Um, and being that I don't like Epcot, I don't, (laughs) I just, I don't find it. Like, I think it's just, there's too much crowd and then you have to wait so long for food and beverage, especially in COVID times. So were you there on a weekend? That's the first mistake. No, we were there like on a, like a weekday. It was kind of right after the holiday season. It was right when the parks were starting to clear out and it just, but it was still had like food and food and beverage festival kind of going on. Yeah. I will say the frozen ride was very cute though. It's very cute for us. OGs, oh, we are not thrilled that it's there and we miss the old ride, but, um, what was it's there? very nice. It was, it, this is, it's so ridiculous. And it was a, it was technically a terrible ride. Mm-hmm. It was called Maelstrom. So, so it's in the Norway pavilion in Epcot. And it was literally like this Viking, you were in like a Viking boat mm-hmm. and there was just like these weird ass trolls like Norwegian oh. trolls around. It was just very like, like racial. No, it was just, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was just like really weird. And like, it was just like very, like if you were OG to Epcot, like you just mm. love Maelstrom. It was so weird and ridiculous. And you're just like, it broke my heart when I get that frozen right in the nostalgia of it all. Yeah. It's the nostalgia. So, okay. So you guys today we are going to be talking about like, okay. A lot of RuPaul's drag race adjacent kind of things because the new Mm -hmm. seasons of all stars came out and you guys i was so i have not talked about the last seasons because it's just it's been the same ho-hum kind of a thing but this this all stars is something special um so we're gonna talk about a little bit a little bit about that i'm gonna get into a little bit of my drag con experience so yeah because i haven't talked to anybody about that so this is why i I was like i need somebody to come and talk to me today so we're not just monologuing (laughs) and then um a couple other like little tv show things that i've been watching here and there like i don't know if you've been into like i love that for you have you watched that yet 
No, I've heard it's very good though. It's very good. So we'll talk about that's, that in a little bit. Vanessa Bayer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vanessa Bayer, Matt Rogers, Jennifer mm-hmm. Lewis, Molly Shannon is amazing in it. Ooh. So yeah, it's it's quite wonderful. And there's just some of those kind of things. And we'll also I want to pick your brain and see what you've been watching. If you're still Ooh. like K dramaing out, or if you're going to be doing, I'm something watching else. some English television. I promise. Oh my gosh, she doesn't <laughs> need subtitles, so she can do other things. <laughs> like, so okay. Um, real quickly, right off the top, let me just tell you guys where is going to be happening and where I'm going to be this like next month. So the month of June is popping off for me. And so like with, uh, with work and stuff. So we have on June 4th, I'm going to be at the Lowe's Santa Monica. This is for all of you LA people. We are going to be there with a drag me to the Lowe's. It is going to be hosted by lady bunny. We have Willem Chanel. Derek Berry, Nebraska Thunderfuck, Meatball, Stasha Sanchez, Harris Takomi Max, Lauren Banal, and I think that's everybody. So that's that's everybody on that cast. So like each show is going to be like so freaking powerful. So we have that on June 4th. You guys can find the information on my, uh, on my Instagram, D'Angelo Gogo. But so we have that June 4th, we're going to be in Santa Monica. Then we're going to be back out on June 16th at the Westin St. Francis in San Francisco for drag me to the Westin. So again, we're going to have Willem. We have lady bunny. We have Sasha Sanchez. We're going to have Chanel, Nebraska, Derek Berry, uh, Meatball, and then this one's going to have Hecklina. So we have a legend that's going to be joining us wow. for that show. And then on the 18th of June, which is a Saturday, we're going to be jumping. We're going to take the half the cast or most of the cast is going to jump over to Chicago. We're going to be at the, we're going to be drag me to the Fairmont. So this is the Fairmont Chicago over there in Millennium Park. Beautiful. Okay. Cause you guys can tell these are all like luxury kind of hotels. That's so going to be yes. very, very cute. Indeed. And so you don't, you don't have to get, you don't have to be a luxury type person. Just buy a ticket. There's starts at $45 and they say standing room, but usually there's like some kind of place that you're going to be able to sit. Um, so uh, because it's very much set up like a cocktail bar kind of a situation, but in a big ballroom. So they'll have like all those kind of things. And then um, something that just went on to our calendar as of today. Uh, so we're working with Ross Matthews again. So, yeah, I do, too. And so we worked with him a bunch, a bunch of uh, a few years ago and um, an opportunity came up. And so we are going to be bringing him to the low Santa Monica on June 18th and 19th. This is a two-day engagement. You don't have to buy tickets for both days. You can just buy tickets for one day, either or. So on Saturday, we're going to be doing a live show of his Straight Talk for Ross podcast. So with Nikki Boyer and Malone, and it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, Ross like really, really injects that with all kinds of fun stuff. And the the VIP tickets, there's only a hundred available people. So you're going to look, if you guys go to like the uh, low Santa Monica website. So if you go to low Santa Monica beach hotel.com, look under the experiences and then under that tab and happenings, you'll find all this information where all these tickets can be purchased. But then there you will see that there is a $50 option for the straight talk with Ross podcast, that $50 option, there's only a hundred tickets for that. So there's 500 tickets in total for the whole house, but only 100 of those people get to go to a secret cocktail hour after with Ross and cast. And so, and it's just like hanging out, mix and mingle, take a selfie, whatever cocktails. It's going to be very, very cute. And then on the 19th of June, we have Ross's dragtastic bubbly brunch coming through. And so the, um, the cast is pretty monster. 
the ink just dried on this situation. So I'll, I can't even talk about who the girls are that's going to be there. So you guys have to tune in next week and I'll let you guys know. But um, lots of fun, really cool stuff coming up. And then I'm also going to be in Austin uh in august so keep your ears peeled so we're gonna be bringing the drag me to the drag me to the four seasons austin <laughs> yeah so it's gonna be cute and then we also are gonna be coming to the jw uh at essex house in new york city um nice. and so and i can't even tell you guys what date that is because it's a secret so um yeah so there's all these like fun things that are be coming around so please just kind of keep posted on my uh instagram i'm not doing any like parties right now I know I'll be back at PEX in July. And so I'll probably be there for the beginning of the month and I'll also probably do the Pride uh, San Diego um, situation. Oh, another piece. Okay, this is another thing too. So guys, more tickets that are available. And I know these ones are actually going really, really fast. So if you guys go over to Joe Whitaker Presents, if you go to his uh, Instagram page and whatnot, we have the Escapade Fantasy Boat Cruise that goes on. And so this is kind of fun. So Annie, this is like bringing my old theaterness into the situation so what we do is is joe every year for this party he features a different type of pop diva so um he's been doing this for like five or six years now and last year was my first year kind of coming in and producing some segments with him and so chad michaels is his resident diva for this party and so it's a boat crew yeah it's july 16th in san diego for pride um, it's five to 10 o'clock. It's a Bay cruise on the San Diego Bay. It's crazy. Like really, really great DJs that are going to be associated, but the entertainment piece is more of what I'm kind of responsible for. So that's what I like to flourish, but so we're going to have Chad Michaels on, we have backup dancers for her. We have three, no, four other drag Queens that are coming through. And I'm not even sure if I'm not even allowed to talk about the surprises that are going to be happening, but know that it'll be fully choreographed and it'll be based on music videos. And so um, your big hint about one of the divas that we're featuring this year is fantasy. So that's going to be like our opening like number. So think about who sings the song fantasy and then kind of go there. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So you guys, lots of tickets that are out there. And that is my shameless plug of the week. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> I'll be at pride yeah. in Pittsburgh next week. So there you go. And you're seeing <laughs> and, and Trixie's spinning, isn't she? Trixie is spinning. She's doing the after party. So it's pride at the shore. I think. I think it's uh, the at least the after party, which is what D- what Trixie is uh, DJing, is sold out. Mm-hmm. If not, it's mostly sold out. And then, um, like, there's concerts like the whole t- time before. My biggest concern is about Jesse J and Vincent. That's what I'm there for. Oh, Vincent! Oh God, I can't. I love him so much. I love voice. him so much. Oh God, that's yeah. like the snort was worth it. I mean, it was oh my god i love him so much okay vincent if you guys don't know vincent is a very he's he's, um a very wonderful singer Mm. who um happens to be an lgbtqia spectrum Mm. person and um just fantastic music so just came out the new album um that's very bingeable honestly and so yeah i got to actually so trixie i love when she spins so i got to actually experience her at a barracuda Yeah, it's fun. It's like a lot of throwbacky kind of music, you know, that you like that you like love, but with like really, really great music underneath it, you know, so you're like all of a sudden you're singing like, don't you want me, baby? Like, and you're just like, where did this song come from? (laughs) Like, and then the next one's Blackpink, you know what I mean? So it's just like, it's, it's, it's all over the place. It's kind of, it's fun. Um, Yeah. So, you know, uh, Trixie follows me now on Instagram. 
And so this is so like, this is so gross. I'm talking about this on, on my, on, on my pod, but um, so doing just, this to piss me off. <laughs> here's the thing though. is like, so then it's just kind of like, I feel self-conscious because it's like, oh my gosh, can she see me? Can she see me? Like, do I, po- what do I post? Yeah. Do I, like, if I post something, like if I use a Trixie song on my stories, like I would normally do, it doesn't seem like I'm being patronizing. You know what I mean? It's that kind of no, thing. No, I so, feel like she would love that. Yeah. I did buy the t-shirt, the little mini Trixie t-shirt at DragCon. So, which was <gasps> cute. Yeah. Speaking of, so I did go to DragCon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which was a lot of fun. One of the things that I was able to kind of like go in there and kind of like um, I figured out, and you can do this as well, is that if you have a podcast with so many listens, you know, like you have to like go over a threshold of listens and so many yeah. episodes, um, you can get a free press pass for for oh, for uh, for DragCon. Yeah, it's like a three day. You can get like a three day pass and just kind of go in. What I loved about it is that um, you don't have to go through the main entrance and wait in line. This is my main concern. Yeah, it was amazing. Okay, so I ended up going up. Um, what was kind of cool was I my car had to be serviced, you know? And so number one, it was great because I had to put miles on my car. So they gave me a loaner and the loaner was a tad bit better than mine. And so um, and we have the same car. So that's saying something. <laughs> yeah. So and that's the thing is, is I always feel like with, with my like little crossover. So, OK, real things real. So I do drive like a little GLA. So the, so the thing about that is that like it's still like, you know, you're still in the family. You know what I mean? You're still in the luxury car family. Well, I got to get I got a GLC, which yeah, just yeah, which had a little bit more space mm-hmm. and and everything. And so. Um, cute, like little package, like in the car, except for my car has better, uh, GPS like that. And my car is so much better because I actually have like real time cameras that show me what's in front of me. And then does your have have the arrows? So it shows you what's really going on. Yeah. Did I, I don't know if I told you this, like, uh, the Mercedes people called me Mm -hmm. and they were like, we need your car. And I, so I had a 2019 that I got in the fall of 2019. And so for my normal job before pre pre panorama, I was traveling all the time. So I had like no miles on it. And then when I was stuck home for two years, I literally had no miles on my car. So they're like, we really need your car. We don't have really good inventory. They're like, we'll give you a good deal. We'll get you a brand new, like a 2022 Mm-hmm. car and so like i was like okay well match my match what i'm paying now mm-hmm. and they did like actually i got a way better car like beautiful huge screen beautiful nice. car yeah the new screens are yeah. amazing are they not oh, it's so nice yeah because so- i got the 2021 and so it's like this huge ipad we are being so mm-hmm. relatable right now like don't you relatable hate relatable content don't you hate when you're like ceiling <laughs> opens up and you can't find the remote to close your your windows you know it's like that kind of thing <laughs> but but <laughs> so but, I got the 2022 Mercedes. Hold yeah. on. So I ended up getting, yeah. And that was the thing. So I got this like really nice little loaner. I'm not putting miles in my own car, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, I cruised up. It only took me two hours door to door to get from San Diego to downtown LA. It was freaking amazing. And so nice. I was staying at this little hotel up there called the Citizen M, which is like a block away from Precinct, which is like my favorite bar, um, which is kind of where I wanted to be. And it was also really like right around the corner from the Million Dollar Theater, which is where I last had her pageant her drag me the year pageant mm. so it was kind of like that was what i was kind of like planning my my stay around more the social aspects because to stay near the los angeles convention center is hell because oh, you're done with the drag con at five o'clock 
And then yeah. you're like, you want to go out, you want to go do things that are social and you're stuck in the middle of LA live. So it's just not mm. worth it. So I do have to say, I did appreciate the hotel where I stayed, except for it was like Japanese pods, like very much. They were so like small little... rooms. The rooms were like, were like, were like extra large pods. That's what they felt yeah. like. So it was like, you like walk in, it was like a hallway, you know, like room that like the bed, it was like a, a super king size bed, except for it touched three of the walls. <laughs> and like just gives me claustrophobia like, it was indirectly. yeah but what I liked about it though is it had like the virgin air lighting you know what I mean so oh, like, yeah you can make it pink or blue and blah, blah blah you know everything was controlled with an iPad so that was like a cute experience and then so the first night I was like okay well I'm gonna go out I'm gonna go like you know figure something out let's let me go meet some friends and that was the other thing too is I didn't tell everybody I was going you know so I didn't have to like feel obligated to hang out with anybody I wasn't sure. going with anybody so if I just wanted to like go to the bar and my hotel and just sit and get a, get something to eat. Like I didn't have to like be worried about somebody else's feelings. Mm -hmm. So yes, I watched a lot of SVU on my phone, but anyways. Um, so I get like down there and I like go to get a, uh, a car from, you know, like an Uber because I like, mm -hmm. I, I park my car and I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm just going to park my car. This Uber, okay, it tells me I'm going to be there in five minutes. And then it turned into nine minutes, turned into 18 minutes. And then it canceled the ride. And then another thing. And I was like, okay. And then I get into this Toyota Corolla and I'm sitting in the back seat and I'm just like, why am I here? Why am I not driving my own car? I have a nice car available to me <laughs> like that doesn't smell funny, that I can oh, control yeah. the temperature and I can listen to whatever I want. So that was yeah. like my last Uber ride of like the weekend. So I ended up driving myself everywhere. So I stayed very, very above board and not like didn't drink yeah, right. except for like the days I was going to like the billion dollar theater and whatnot, you know, so I like kind of ran over and got a I'm on the trend now. I'm on the espresso martini trend. I know that's disgusting. Oh, no. I have one at least every other day. I make it in my house. It's fine. Okay. I need a good like recipe and so <laughs> like for, for a good espresso martini. Yeah. I use the kettle one recipe. It's very good. Nice. It's not creamy, quote unquote. I don't like that business. I need I need to taste my vodka and my espresso together. I don't need extra business. Mm -hmm. yeah. I feel like it like it like it's like a sweet like little pick me up, but it's not as abrasive as like a Red Bull and vodka. That's what it has replaced is Red Bull and Vodka. It, that's it's replaced that. Basically. Yeah. Except for you can't like order it when you're like at a bar bar. You know what I mean? Because you're like, you're the mm -hmm. asshole who orders the oh. espresso martini when everybody else has a beer in their hand. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, like, there's like a lot of basic folk that like are ordering it because they think it's like the same as a Red Bull Vodka. But I'm like, no, that's my that's my dessert. Because mm -hmm. I feel like the espresso and the vodka cancel each other out. That's not, I don't think that's real. But it does a little bit. Like it kind of, it takes like the bitterness and you don't taste the vodka. I completely get yeah. that. No, I'm totally into it. The other thing that people are drinking right now, though, are dirty, dirty Shirley's. Have you seen this? What is that? It's a Shirley oh. Temple, but with vodka added to it. Like it's, it's so it's like, you know, grenadine and Coke and like, now they're putting vodka in it and it's like everybody's like oh it's a dirty shirley that's the that's the drink of the summer that's what they were saying right now no way this is uh, blowing my mind we're moving away from the espresso martinis i know espresso. my drink of the summer is Lacroix and vodka because i think that seltzers are gross and so i've decided to put Lacroix and vodka so it's like my style uh -huh. of seltzer and that's where we're at. That's my drink of the summer. So it's not like a harsh seltzer and it has like a hint of like flavor. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Anthony just bought me these LaCroix the other day and it's like 
I don't know. They're like limoncello. <gasps> and like, was it. Yeah, it's that, it. it's that one. It's the, they got these at, at, at uh, Costco. It's lemoncello mm-hmm. in the back with the um, watermelon. And oh, yeah. then it also has the hibiscus in it. It's okay. Hibiscus is okay. Hibiscus um, tastes like flower batteries. Oh, have you tried the cherry blossom? No, is that good? One? No, it tastes, you want to talk about tasting flowers. <laughs> taste of flowers. Tastes like like Bath and Beyond. <laughs> it tastes like yes. It tastes like you put lotion on and then you like licked your arm. Like that's what it is. I remember it's those terrible. days. Oh my god. Oh, so okay. So back into like my drag Connie <laughs> experience. So we kind of just took a foray over there into like Lacroix and whatnot. Yeah. But oh, sideline too is that when you go to like Moe's over here, like in in town over here, if you order, you can order a holy water like the taco that- place. No, no, there's like, there's this place called Moe's. It's like Moe's Universe. It's like a gay bar <laughs> and it has like all these like fun things that happen there, drag, okay. drag shows and whatnot. And um, <laughs> we used to order holy waters there every Sunday because you'd be like all hungover, but you'd still What's need a. It? It's just vodka, water, and a ton of lemons. And they would call it holy water. And so, yeah. And so it tastes Crazy. like, like, yeah, it tastes like water. You know what I mean? But. <laughs> But you're like nursing your hangover from the night before. So it was always oh, perfect. Sure. Yeah. So very, very easy drink. I think it's like a Chelsea Handler drink. So you t- know you know, you have like an issue when you drink it. Um, okay. So back in the DragCon thing. So I did get to go. I thought it was well done. I think they have a lot of issues with their whole like, I look at things as like an entertainment person, you know, with like production and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And their main stage is so bunk and stupid. Like I bet you every conference that you've been to has had a better stage. And so it's like one big screen with a big platform mm-hmm. in front of it. There's no lighting, like RuPaul DJs from like up on top of the screen, yeah, I saw like that. Yeah. 15 feet up in the air because he's like stays away from all the germs. But there's no like lighting on him that's just the RuPaul light. Like there should be like one spotlight that's up there kind of like on him while he's dancing around doing his playlist because they say he DJs. Yeah. But he doesn't really DJ. RuPaul has like really great music taste. Like everything he played is like totally up my alley. You know, and he's like playing like B sides by De- like Danny D. Kane. So I'm like completely here oh. for it. Yeah. But like the song ends and then he presses play on the next song. And so like the whole song starts and it has a finish and then it goes out like it fades out or wherever it ends. You know, so he's playing a playlist. <laughs> it's a playlist. It's like it's like RuPaul's playlist. It's not RuPaul's yeah. DJ. It's not DJ RuPaul. It's RuPaul's playlist. That's what they should yeah. call it. And so and that was really sweet because there was like um, so that's like the opportunity. Like they have like the whole stage that's up there, like this big, mm-hmm. like probably like 30 by 30 stage that is like I, I, I have I, I level with everybody. Um, and like anybody can go up there and strut it out to RuPaul while she's playing, you know, so you just stand in line and you can go up there and, you know, cack, 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 and do shablam mm-hmm. and blah, 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 you know what I mean? And so, and when RuPaul's up there too, is there's a bunch of little kids. So there was something about that that was really sweet because like these little kids are up there doing all of like the ballroom type dances and everything this little little white boy named like cody or whatever and like mm-hmm. rupaul's like hey cody or eli you know they told me about you eli and like and she's like uh the complete core memory like right there it's like rupaul yeah. paul's telling me to dance and then rue's like you know what 
you know, when you dance like that, people should give you a dollar. Get some dollars from these people. This little kid swept like 200 bucks out of that audience, just okay. went around and picked cabbage, like just, you know, did that whole thing. Yeah. Um, but there's other things like they were they forced everybody to drink this new like cocktail that they have called House of Love, which is like, oh, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a canned. Alaska hated tea. it, too. Everybody. <laughs> It seems like everybody hated it. And I know when Meatball and Dipper, when they were recording their podcast live mm-hmm. and like Meatball had just come in, somebody gave her like a strawberry one. And you can just see like, you know, when somebody like drinks something and their shoulders go up a little bit because it's like they wince. Just like-, like I'm watching from the sideline and just seeing like he'd like wince every time he went to take a sip. And it was like, you're drinking this just to nurse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what it is. But yeah. they like didn't have any other like alcohol on the, sh- on the floor. You know what I mean? They had like champagne. Oh. Or House of Love cocktails. And like they took away all the other bar stuff. So they forced you to like indulge in their House of Love, which was very like bullying. Um, And so I didn't go to any of the panels, but I did uh, did like surf around the room and everything. And so like it's very funny too where the placement of the dolls are, you know. Okay. And so like when you first come into the room, it's like this big magical pink carpet that leads straight up to that main stage, you know, Mm -hmm. and then right to the like to the left is the RuPaul official shop where you can buy a $10 chocolate bar. It's chocolate. (laughs) Um, You know what I mean? Like or or like a T-shirt that says like sachet. And then Mm -hmm. there's like other promotional things like RuPaul's new video games. It was like cardboard cuts that you can take pictures with and then like a fake work room and that kind of thing. So it was like the RuPaul cool stuff. They had the um, golden girls like set that you can stand I in line. That. A in. Yes. Yeah. That's going to be, to- that's going to totally, it's for Hulu. That's totally going to be at Comic-Con in like two weeks. Um, you know, like, sure. but that pink carpet is the only carpet they spend. And like this, conference has to be making money that they should be able to carpet the whole freaking conference now like that you know like you have yeah. all these all these do you girls think they, like lost a lot of money though because like I, I mean like i remember if you watch any of the stuff on wow presents plus like or, mm-hmm. or wow presents they're always like remember like old stuff they're like uh may 20th and may 20 whatever though it was in may of 2020 and so they had like yeah. how many this is the first live drag con they've done i think since 2019 yeah yeah the first one and so maybe they're just like oh we lost so much money but no i hear you because maybe that carpet's not expensive yeah but they had more people but the thing is it's just like to carpet one of those things is expensive but you can always like see you know there's ways to get around it you know what i mean and so just get the right people in there hire somebody like us that can help you produce that kind of an event there it is and so yeah so think think smarter not harder and have somebody do it for you but um i'm totally gonna put a bid in next year i totally you am have to. and i'm saying this on, on on mic but whatever um but so when you like kind of see how like the girls are like segregated though it's like so to mm-hmm. like the right is like you get into like there's like the shops and things like that and yeah. then the girls and so like season 14 is like off on the corner and all the season 14 girls you can see that their contract now has them by the bulls because everybody oh. had everybody had like a trade show set up like here's your trade mm-hmm. show booth you know it's like two booths wide probably and then like you have like your zigzaggy line of people that can like meet you mm-hmm. and so it was like black and white black and white and so they have like angeria and orion and blah 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 and then like willow pill had her own like bigger section because she's the winner of the season but the thing about having them like that you know you had to go and purchase like a t-shirt you had to purchase a piece of 
of uh, their merch yeah. that that Wow was selling. So it doesn't even look like the girls were getting that money. I don't know. I like this is like speculation and whatnot. So, um, but like, so you purchase a T-shirt and then they whatever queen that you purchase T-shirt for. So I bought one for Angeria. So then I go over to Angeria's line with my T-shirt and they tell me, okay, you can stand in line here and get a picture with her. You know, and so you think, well, with them all that close, it was so apparent that like Lady Camden had like people in a line and then Orion, Orion had like no line. It was that kind of thing. So you can see who's most popular right next to each other, which felt way harsh, you know, and then you also had like the really big like booths out there like Simone. That was a badass booth. It was she had she looked amazing, too. She had the Samoma. Okay. So she didn't even have like, everybody had like, like pipe and drape walls. She had like real walls and she made a museum for herself. Mm-hmm. And then like Jimbo also had like a really cool setup that like, you know, yeah. and his, and Jimbo's merch was really cool. Like he had actual like clothing, like fashionable, like hoodies and shirts and like full printed. So nothing looked cheap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So it was like, you can see that over there, but you can also see that like they think Jimbo's from Canada and then he had one of the biggest lines that spilled into everybody else's lines as it went through. So it was like the politics of like who wow likes and then who actually is really popular, who needs the space. You yeah. can kind of, you saw that around. And then, so that was like all like the American Queens are like all on one side. Um, the popular American Queens, I'll say it that way. The ones that those, and then on the other side, and so those are like all the girls you have to like wait in line for and buy $75 worth of merch or buy a $40 t-shirt. And then you can take a picture mm-hmm. with me and that kind of thing. And then on the other side, on like the left side was all like the down home girls, all the people who were from Canada, from the international franchises and they were like the ones that you just like walk up and like, Hey, can I take a picture? And like you, you Hamasaki's like, yeah, come on over. And like, she stands there with you. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, you just had easy access. And so I got to hang out with like, (laughs) uh, we got to hang out with Tainomi Banks for a little bit, friend of the pop. Yeah. So, and she's doing wonderfully. Um, She's like on everything right now in Canada too. Um, The Italia queen there, queens there. I loved, I I love drag race Italia. I don't know. I haven't really watched it. So I don't know who's, who the big celebrities are. I know. I, it, I literally listened. I literally watched it for the language. See. It was just good for me. I should have <laughs> Anthony do that. He probably would love that. Yeah. Because he takes Italian, Italian, or at least he did before he started getting his master's. Um, but so it was, so there's that. And then it was just, it was like a cute, like fun time. I got to go to Drag Queen of the Year, with which is like Alaska's competition. Um it should have been a two hour show. It was two hours and 45 minutes because there was a lot of technical problems. And that was none of like Alaska's problem. None of those people. And that's the thing is Alaska and Jackie beat were fucking amazing on mic and just, they know how to vamp and keep it going and play mm-hmm. poke fun at each other. And they were just like the quintessential hosts, but it was just like little issues. And they had like restart this and reset this up and a mic wasn't working and a mic fell off somebody. And like, and you felt bad because it was like, not everybody was on the same, like you're ready to go out there and do your performance and you go and your mic falls off your back. And now you lost your nerve. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah, lost, oh, sure. you lost that umph, you lost that, 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 uh, that momentum. And so you saw a little bit of that, but like um, meatball, who's Mm -hmm. also in, who's in our shows that we're doing was fantastic. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Danced, had a whole story in her. She won um, evening gown and she also won uh, 
what do you call it? Talent. And she just, mm -hmm. she blew it away, but she didn't win the whole competition. And everybody was like, you were robbed. So like the next day, everybody's telling her that she lost, but like, <laughs> like, it's just like an extra way of like, <laughs> instead of like, congratulations. It was just like, you were robbed. So it's almost like you lost, you know, it's like yeah. kind of the same kind of thing. And so it's just like, leave her alone, <laughs> leave her alone. <laughs> um, but it was, it was that, but, um, so that was like my little drag con in a nutshell. I went to a yeah. couple parties. I did precinct for like one night. I saw Bosco perform in that. I did go to Dilf um, for like a minute and a mm -hmm. half. It wasn't really Dilfy. It was very young. And I think it was because of drag con was going on. Oh, so sure. yeah, so we got to experience that again in the future. Um, but those are always like a fun party. Okay, so let's get into rupaul's drag race you watched okay. the first two new episodes of all stars yes mm -hmm. it's, it's well i mean i remember when the announcement came out and the moment i saw raja and the moment i saw jinx i was like because it's just so old i guess it's old school what is it i guess it's old school but it's for classic me, like, oh <laughs> here we go and then obviously i love money exchange don't get me wrong and mm -hmm. i was just floored by the lineup and I and for some reason I didn't know like at first that it was gonna be all winners. I like missed that memo. Oh and so, <laughs> I was like, wow, all these people won drag race. <laughs> and now, like, now they're gonna be I, I was just beside myself. So I was so ready. The queen of queens. After, uh, the queen, the queens. And I was so ready after like I knew, I mean, I was obviously I was very surprised the snatch game was so early, but I was that's what I was looking forward to because every single one of them just like killed snatch game. And so that's what I was waiting for. Yeah. It, there's something about like, yeah, the whole all winners kind of a thing. And it, there's something about it that I kind of wish they would have went all old school, like I know. Evie oddly and let's place in Chad Michaels and let's, yes. and like give Jada just a couple more years. And can you throw in Alaska or can, you yes. know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Um, but the cast is pretty powerhouse because they're all so good. The thing mm -hmm. is, they're all really good at what they do. Yes. They're, and they're smart. They know how to play this game now. And they've all yeah. made money. Their faces show how much money they've all made. Because everybody's, yes. everybody's got whiter teeth or new teeth. New fillers. Your teeth are blue. <laughs> everybody's, got, everybody's got lips or cheeks or both. Yes. Yeah, just in like... Um, and then you, the same thing as you were saying about Raja and Jinx of it all, like they, like, there's just something about Raja is like, Raja was the coolest person on TV. You know what I mean? Yes. Like for a, for a minute, you know, like it was just like, Raja was so cool. And when you saw her do her season, you're like, oh, she's going to win because she's so cool, you know? And then Jinx also is just so damn talented. And so <sighs> have you seen her Christmas special? Did you watch that? No, I've not watched her Christmas special, which okay. is ridiculous. It's on Hulu. Her and Ben de la Creme, they have a Christmas mm -hmm. special. And it is just, it's funny. It's so wrong. You know what I mean? Like, away, <laughs> like they sing like away in a manger and they like say like the dirtiest things. Like, oh my God. Yeah. If you get, um, if you get fucked by a ginger, well, then you're gingerbread. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like it's like this whole thing. Like, they just, they're so funny. But, um, but Jinx is just like so good. And they like they came out swinging too with yes. the new rules, which I'm loving. Yes. We're not eliminating anybody. Everybody yes. doing report cards, you know. Yes. And then you're able to. So every week. So how this is kind of working. So as we go, um, number one, the new purse is two hundred thousand dollars. 
So after taxes, about 125,000 to 140 grand. Yeah. So it's still, it's some good money, especially because these girls are all making money. These girls are all probably fetching. I want to say last time that I checked into a couple of them, and I want to be explicit about who it was, but a couple of the girls that are on this cast, when I checked in to see how much they were for the summer, they were fetching seven to $8,000 for a single night. Yeah. So like, yeah, these, these girls are making some loot. And so mm-hmm. then this, this is just bonus if they win this whole competition, because just being on TV is just going to up their stock. Right. But um, so they, number one, you get to be on every single episode of the season, which is great. Cause you're not just mm-hmm. relegated to like show up once. I think that's also too, because you know that they're going to spend money on their costumes mm-hmm. and their looks. And so you can't, these girls probably negotiated that you got to keep me around the whole time. If I'm going to spend $25,000 on my outfits this season, I better not go home on the second episode and then be stuck with all oh, this. Oh, sure. Inventory. At this point. Yeah. So, but then the new rules that, um, so you can, they have that huge purse. Then each week there are two winners who will then lip sync for their life. Mm-hmm. And those two winners will each get one of Rue's new like little star all-star pins. So yes. more merch for Rue to sell at DragCon is really what it is. Of so course. yeah, because you could you could buy the pins from like the UK and everything. Like they had all that stuff with there. But so these RuPaul all-star pins will be available next year at DragCon, probably on wildpresents.com. Um, but anyways, <laughs> they, um, uh, so you, those two queens, they both win one of those and then they lip sync and those two queens at the end of the lip sync, whoever wins that, they have the chance to win another 10 grand bonus for the week. Mm-hmm. And then they also have the ability to block somebody else from winning the next week. So you yes. can win, but you don't get to get the little pin. And at the end of the game, we count who has the most pins and that person gets to be the all-star winner. Uh, so we'll see how this all goes. But I think it's it's fun. These new rules with them all being around all season, it's giving us a really cool chemistry between the cast mm-hmm. and not like bitchy, bitchy, bitchy. It's just like same par. Everybody's really good. And we don't need to resort to that. I think there probably will be drama when they get into the alliance of it all, which I'm loving. Yes. How do you feel about that? Um, I don't understand alliances. I guess. Well, Oh, so here's what I say. I, I understand alliances now. Mm-hmm. in this situation because they're all there the whole time because then they can influence like who's getting the plunger and who's mm-hmm. getting like their stars and things like that like i feel like they can have more influence on that so that makes a little bit more sense i was ne- i never really understood i'm always kind of like a lone wolf in that kind of thing i don't understand alliances. <laughs> like why are you yeah. doing that just like save your ass save your own ass see i think the whole thing is is because you want to make sure that <clears throat> like how Trinity and Monet, they're doing the secret alliance. Yeah. And I think half it's because <clears throat> everybody knew that they both won their season. So like, would they be a little bit more competitive with each other? So let's like, let's team up. But then what it is, is that if, <clears throat> excuse me, if Monet wins, she's not going to give the plunger to Trinity. So Trinity has the option to win the next week mm-hmm. and then Trinity won't give her the plunger. So they always have somebody that kind of has their back. Right. Yeah, it which, makes sense here. Which I love. And like listening to like Monet and Bob's podcast um, on sibling rival- rivalry, Monet loves Survivor, which is the kind of person I want on a show like this. Because that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, you're going to play to win because that's the whole thing is, is like you already won because you're doing a whole season. You know that all these girls are going to make money for the whole 
whole season. They're all SAG now. That's the difference. You know what I mean? Like we yes. all, they were reality stars in the past and now we actually have TV stars. So somebody's going to get a bonus, you know? So it's just, it's a different vibe, I think, between them because they're not all so desperate for the win because they all have crowns. Yeah. So. I think the strategic gameplay makes it more fun because now it's just, it's kind of like watching a survivor all-star season that, you know, everybody's going to kind of negotiate and they're going to try to win. And, you know, you can stab somebody in the back because it doesn't mean as much, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So, cause nobody's in threat of like losing their home and that, you know. Yeah. Speaking of sibling rivalry, did you see the, the misspelled sign? No, what was at DragCon? So apparently, their booth it was misspelled. It said, and they didn't realize it till like later. It was like sibling rivalry. Like it was, it was like the R was at the end of the word. It was this, anyways? It was misspelled. Rivalry, <laughs> rivalry. That's what it was. And it was like fully misspelled, and they didn't realize it till like the end of DragCon until someone like pointed it out, and it was so funny. Oh my this god, is- they were. So funny. Was it their sign that they made, or was it something that the venue provides? Was it? I don't know if the venue, like, I don't know if it was like their production company or like I don't know who provided it, Mm -hmm. but it was 100% spelled wrong, and people were like, (laughs) "That's amazing." (laughs) No one told them till the end. I love that. Um, It's so funny. Well, and Bob is now doing the the pit stop now too, so he's doing all the recaps, which is gonna be fun. But, um, but see, that's the thing is, I do love the whole like. Like, let's do the alliances. Let's see who's going to really, you know, kind of push each other out Mm -hmm. there and that kind of a thing. And so I think it just adds like a new element to it. So I love that. Um, The other thing, too, is that they really do stand to make a lot of money this season because they're also making all these bonuses. Like you make 10,000 bucks if you win that lip sync. If you win the mini challenge, you're winning like 2000 bucks. So like in the first episode, they gave away like 12K right off the bat. So like, come on, come through. That's like a lot of fun. It's a good competition. Um, so I loved all that. I do love the, the cast. I feel like Jinx is our front runner after this. The reading challenge, you knew that she was going to be good. Um, if you have a chance ever, if it comes back around, I don't know, it kind of got a little bit controversial in 2020 came about, but they had the, uh, the drag queen roast, you know, the Murray and Peter, they used to oh, do like yeah. roast. And mm-hmm. so they would send that out. Um, we went here in San Diego. One of the best drag shows slash comedy shows I've ever seen. Laughed from start to finish. I mean, they just came out with their big guns. And it was like Latrice Royale and Ginger Minge and oh, wow. Jinx Monsoon. I want to say Alyssa was there. Um and the way that they just can go in on each other with these jokes. And it was freaking fantastic, mm-hmm. like Thorgy. And like, um, and so, but when you seen that, um, like, I want to say Jinx, her set went on for like 15 minutes that night. Oh, like, because wow. She just had all this material, but she oh, keeps yeah. you, she keeps you in the palm of her hand the whole time. So you're like completely, you're like, she's one of those performers who's so good. You feel safe. You know what I mean? Like, yes, yeah, that's a you're, really good explanation. Yeah. yeah, you're along for the ride because you know that whatever she does, you're just gonna laugh. You know what I mean? Yes. That that she she's gonna play her instinct, and her instinct is probably gonna be really good. So when we saw Jinx live, it was like that. And then so watching her in this uh, in this snatch game, like you know everybody's favorite piece, and like the Natasha the the, 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 the Natasha Leone was good. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, it mean? was fine. It was good. I think that first round though was really. I loved uh, Monet's. Um, what's his name? 
Mike Tyson. That's right. That's who did Mike Tyson. Yeah. Yes. Monet's Mike Tyson was too funny. Mm -hmm. I found, and there's something problematic with me because I found him slightly attractive. Um, But like, (laughs) (laughs) like this whole thing when he's like, I'm going to fuck him in the ass. You know what I mean? Like that was just, (laughs) that was funny. And then even when he did it with, he like interjected it there with like the Prince. And I thought Jada was funny with Prince and she's, I thought this was really, I thought the Prince one was really funny. Yeah. I thought it was great. I think the the one that just lacked in both, both games was Evie oddly in my personal opinion. Yeah. I don't think this is her gig. Yeah. yeah. No, she wasn't good in the past. And this one, she played it safe and did like that trap character that there's an LG, that LGBT rapper. And I can't even remember her, and her name is right now. And I didn't even write it down. Mm. Rick, Rick, Ricky Fox or whatever her name is. Okay. Um, People are going to yell at me, whatever. So um, that's how much you don't remember it. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, it wasn't that great. You know, money, 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 money or whatever she was mm-hmm. saying. It's just it wasn't good when everybody else was like going there and like Raja's Maddo. You know what I mean? Uh, this is what I knew that I, I knew that Jinx and Raja going against each other in Snatch Game was going to be like out of control. And I mm-hmm. didn't realize like how out of control it was going to be with the prosthetics and all the things that Raja did mm-hmm. with Madame and then also with Diana Freeland. Oh my God. She looked just crazy. like her. She oh, looked just unreal. like, yeah. Um, incredible, like incredible yeah. mimicry. And then I'm trying to think who else are we missing in that like little lineup? Um, Shay Coulee, she didn't play her first character right, you know? And so um, Majumbo. Oh, okay. Her- I couldn't remember which one was the first character. Yeah, that was if it was that or Ms. J or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait. I was trying to find something on Instagram, and the thing was, is it's asking me for my birthday. Has Instagram ever asked you for your birthday? That's so weird. Okay. No. Although I do have two sign on um, authentication. Oh, you do? It doesn't ask me for my birthday. Yeah. No, it just it just asked me like, what is your birthday? And I was like, is who's asking me this? Oh, it was Rico Nasty. That's who she played. Oh, okay. And it was Alpha Majumbo. Majimbo. And so, and if you, have you watched, have you watched um, Elsa Majimbo's like TikToks and all her things? Like the one that no. Shea Coulee was playing. So that's what Shea Coulee was missing. You would have known it if she would have been like, you know, um, the difference between a car and a, and a bike is one is for a broke man. <laughs> and she does the giggle all the time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and she like, oh my God, I just did a really problematic accent. But anyways, it was just doing her. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Okay. But anyways, but, um, but like, that's the thing is that she didn't do those pieces. She didn't do the laugh enough because every time she yeah. said something, she should have done the, <laughs> like that laugh is what Elsa's known for. You know what I mean? It's the reason why right. people follow her. And um, so that's the thing. She just didn't kind of like hit it out of the park for me. And I think Jada's second character wasn't as strong when she did uh, Lady Chablis. And she just, yeah. she had nowhere to go with it. You know what I mean? And so she just needed to find find one little joke and then exploit it. You know, even if it's like Lady Chablis is this and all of a sudden Lady Chablis talks like a dude. You know what I mean? Like just do something and like don't lose the right. joke. So, oh, Trinity Taylor. Yeah. She was good. She was good. Her Satan was like fun. It was fine. It, it was funny, but like it just didn't like. Her, her, jo- her jokes as Leslie Jordan landed better. They were quicker. The uh, this is the closest yeah. I've ever been. To, uh, my mom, I, my mom had me it's as a cesarean. That good. 
the impression wasn't good, but the but the jokes were. You know they what I mean? Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had the jokes. She just didn't have the impression completely there. Because the thing is, is you want that. Well, shit. How y'all doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? And you want yeah. that that little timber in the voice. And she didn't like completely provide it. Um, but yeah, who are your front runners to win? Are you just are you just Jinx and uh, Raja? <laughs> honestly, I think it's Jinx and Raja. I mean. I even going back to that, I thought uh, Vivian did a great job in, in Snatch Game. I keep forgetting her and she is so good. She's so good. Yeah. And she she played very specific English actors. Mm-hmm. So like for me as a huge fan of British television and film, like I was like, that's fucking funny. Like she did Joanna Lumley, who is, um, well, you know, Ab Fab. Yeah. yeah Ab Fab. If, you, if you know Ab Fab, then you know that, you know, that character, which it she was did. so good. And the jokes that she didn't, I don't think they got to exploit as many of her jokes as they should have. Yeah. And they don't really land. They don't really, unless you know, you know who that is. Like they don't really land with American audience. Mm-hmm. And then like, she also did Catherine Tate, which is really, really kind of obscure mm-hmm. for American audience. It was hysterical. Cause yeah. I love Catherine, but like, I'm a random person who happens to watch more international TV than American TV. Isn't Catherine Tate more Australian? I don't know. I think she's, she's British. Remember, okay. she was on. Um, she was even on The Office, like the American Office. Yes, for like a little bit of time. Okay. Yes. How do we eat tacos? Yeah. yeah and she eats tacos all weird on The Office. And Vivian did the uh, Donald Trump, which uh, was fantastic. Which one was of the best Donald. One of the best Donald Trumps that anybody's ever done. Period. Yes. Better, yeah, way better yes. than Alec Baldwin. You know yes. I mean? Yes. And so speaking of SNL, their new guy who does Trump is way better than Alec Baldwin. The one that's so, the you know, thing. that's he was found, I think, on TikTok because of his Donald Trump impression. I'm over this. I hate TikTok. This is not fair. Why did I not discover it? I want to get discovered on TikTok. Seriously, why wasn't it around when we were younger? It's ridiculous because everyone gets discovered there now. Have you seen all this controversy, too, with all the pop stars right now and how they. OK, so all the record labels are like making the pop stars have like viral TikTok hits. That's what they all oh, want. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So like Halsey's like doing this like whole thing that she's like got like this amazing yes. song that she wants to release for the summer and her record label's not letting her because it's not TikTok worthy. And it's like, yes. what the F? Yes. <laughs> like she's Halsey, like let her do what she wants to do. Yeah. I to hear music, but a lot of people do. But yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a TikTok sound background. Like, <sighs> It it's just ridiculous. Even like Ed Sheeran is like, um, I'm not for this. And so the best one who's like been against it, I don't know if you've seen the stuff with uh, Adele. And she's just mm-hmm. like, I don't make music for TikTok people. I make music yeah. for the parents of TikTok people. If you're 30 and 40 huh? years old and you have nothing left to live for, that's for me. That's my audience. But that's if she, but if you want to dance around, I'm not there for you. Like, like Adele saying, she's just not there, you know? Yeah. But then her songs still go viral on TikTok because somebody splices it and cuts it with some like, and you know, it, yeah. with Elsa Majimbo. They, they split it with one of her vocals and then it yes. just becomes like a thing. So yes. it's cute. It's fun. Um, we didn't even talk about the Judy Garland. Lord, help me. I was beside so, myself. Just hand her $200,000 for that Judy Garland performance yeah. alone. It's on main, like it. It's like on the Today Show Instagram. Like it's so mainstream. People mm-hmm. were like, "I couldn't handle it." The microphone <laughs> with the ridiculous cord. <laughs> yes, that she wraps over her arm. That like, that she would always do, and she had it. Like, oh. she, and the fact that she like, 
she knew, okay, I have to sing a RuPaul song because I need to make sure I get the rights past everything. You know what I mean? Because RuPaul's music, because she said so she couldn't sing like, come on, get happy or something. She had right, RuPaul. Right. And then she made Don't Be Jealous of My Boogie. Oh, so funny. Judy Garland hit, like come through, just everything about it. And then she wrapped, she wrapped it around to her fifth season. Like, you know, her, her, uh, with Dave, you know, Dave, yes. you know, yeah. you did it. You I did forgive it. you. Yeah. Too much. And I love to how much Ross and Michelle were enjoying themselves. Like you yes. could tell that this was one of those snatch games. Like you could tell that usually the people are like, Oh God, these are going on for like trying to get through it. Yeah. But then this was just like, let them go. And the fact that whenever Jinx went, is, is that my camera? Is that my camera right there? <laughs> you know what I mean, like it was just perfect. Everything was perfect about her. So she had that weird slurred speech that Judy Garland had. Mm-hmm. And that her daughter has. <laughs> yeah. It's like this weird slur. And it was Do just you like, want to say something. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit. It's it's like you you took one too many Xanax. And so you're just a little oh, bit. Yeah. yeah, you're you're feeling warm. You know what I mean? You're not sloppy, but you're just a little yeah. there. I mean, though, that was Quaalude time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's like the real shit. <laughs> For reals. <laughs> so, um. Okay, I'm gonna switch gears because we're like we're we're getting there with time and everything. So oh, yeah. we're just gonna we're gonna push on. You just said Quaaludes. Okay, so and that just reminded <laughs> me of my show that I've been watching lately, and that's SVU. Okay. That's so funny that you're like so hard in like so deep into SVU right now. I am 13 seasons deep, yo. I love this. Okay, like so it has been a journey. And it's like one of those things too, is it's like I think like seasons like one through like six. I watched, I think, in real time because, you know, yeah. it, came, it came out in 1999. So it was yeah. like when, when we were in college, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I would, I would watch that every week. And um, so I have like so many different thoughts about it. Number one, Mariska Hargate is an American treasure. She's Absolutely. an icon. She can do no wrong in my eyes. She's the ultimate woman. Like I am obsessed with her right now. And yes. so I have a bigger crush on her than I do Chris Maloney. I mean, like, it's just like cool. I... I love her. I love Olivia Benson. And when like season 13 is when she starts to really deal with a lot of emotional stuff, because that's when mm-hmm. Chris Maloney finally le- like he leaves the show. And yeah. so, and I finally realized how they wrote him out. And it was because he had enough. Cause I, you know, there was all these like missing things because, you know, you like catch it on like USA when you're in a hotel room. So like, yeah, you know, that's, that's when you watch it and you usually get like the same yes. five episodes, you know? Yeah. And so so this has been like a journey, like watching it from like season one through like wherever I am right now and kind of seeing like the different DAs they bring in, how many famous people, like I just Broadway people. Yeah. Broadway people like they're mm-hmm. like Sutton Foster's in an episode. You know what I mean? Like she plays this, um, she plays a victim, like everybody plays a victim, but oh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I just watched one with Chloe Savigny. Like, you know what I mean? She's in oh, one. That's so random. Yeah. yeah, like, like, like everybody has been on this damn show. Like, even um, Dakota Fan or Elle Fanning mm-hmm. is is a she has a chase scene at the beginning. She gets pushed in front of a car and she dies, and then we just see pictures of her for the rest of the episode. And it's like that's freaking a Fanning, you know what I mean? Like, How young was she then? They were young. They were like really young, and right. so yeah. It, it, so that's the thing. It's just like as you're like watching through, and you're just seeing like all these different huge celebrities kind of like barrel through, and then also people that you see that like um, the captain from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. 
I don't remember oh, his name yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. So he plays one of the attorneys who kind of has a little bit, he has a better chemistry with, with Mariska Hargitay than Harry Connick Jr. does. Because Harry Connick Jr. is a love interest in season 13. God, Did you know this? Yeah, like, I forgot yeah. about it. Yeah, I remember that. I don't remember any of this. So like, it's like, I mean, it's I all like, about it, it's all yeah. new to me. And what I love about the show is that it holds you like a warm hug because you know, you're going to get a resolution at the end of like every oh, episode. Yes. And you also, and it's like, it's kind of like monotone unless sometimes they get in like the shooting kind of things, mm. but it's just like, let's question people. And it's like great city background music. So it's a show too, that like helps like lull me to sleep. And at the same time, Oh, I definitely like fall asleep to that in hotel rooms. Oh yeah. All the time. <laughs> like, it's so comforting. To it hear, like, like, Did you rape her? And then you like fall asleep. <laughs> like, You're like, Oh, I feel so comforted. Oh my God. But, and the thing is too, is if sometimes when you pay attention to what they're saying, you're like, this is nasty. Like the, yes. there was really the, intense. There is a moment where, you know, that there's, um, I'm not remembering their names now, but the medical examiner, the black lady who's like in like the first, like, 10 seasons you know Mm -hmm. and there's an episode where she gets shot in the sharon stone episodes um yeah yeah. so she gets shot and so she lives but the thing is is but she's like gone for a little for for a minute from the show Mm -hmm. and they bring in this other metal examiner and it's this girl and she's like and like the words that she says so i had it like really loud and all of a sudden i hear from inside the house uh, yeah, I found semen and lube in her hoo-ha. <laughs> that was the line. I found semen and lube in her hoo-ha. And I was just so like, glad. I'm like, this is on NBC. <laughs> like, it's you just like, see this. have you, I don't know if you, I don't know why you would ever do this, but like the, uh, like soap operas during the day now, like mm-hmm. they're racy. Are they? Like there's like humping. I've never seen, this like is- I haven't. I wish you guys could see my visual of me saying humping. <laughs> like, humping, humping is like the golden arches. That's the, the <laughs> sign that she's making you know, with her hands. It's like this, <laughs> I don't know. And like, they're like, like, you know, full on business uh-huh. going on now to get people to watch the show. Like NBC is like needs. I, I didn't even know that people were still watching stories. Well, you know what? It's because it's like oh, my pe- mom. It's like Peacock and everything, though. So, like, now they can, like, make things a little bit more, like, mm, you know. I guess. But, like, no, this, like, I'm, I've am i gone to my parents' house and, like, my mom's got to watch her stories, you know, Days of Our Lives, General Hospital. Uh-huh. And you go over there and, like, I'm, like, Mary, what do you watch? My mom's name is Mary. Mary, <laughs> what do you watch? <laughs> well, there's, like, I'm an so episode. Horrified. There was an episode yesterday and Anthony was, like um because we're like sitting down he was like oh we can watch us for you because it's like one of the only shows that he'll like watch like with me like mm-hmm. when it comes to like the sh- shit that i watch you know that's not appointment viewing for us <laughs> and um season 13 like, i'm gonna keep on talking about this like this way but in in this season they didn't really know what they were gonna do i think with with everybody because they no longer have chris maloney's character yeah they don't they're kind of floundering to find like who are going to be the perfect fits to fill all these spots and then there was like a director changes that were happening. So every episode mm. is like a little mini movie. And there's one episode that starts off and it's like a theater, but like it's an immersive theater experience. And it's very much like eyes wide shut. And it like feels no more. Yeah, but it feels yeah. yeah, it's like see no more, but it's like yeah. it's it's like eyes wide shut and everybody puts on like their mask, like a goat mask or an eagle, blah, blah, blah. And they all have on these like big, you know, like cloaks. 
and they all like watch this girl get raped in like this in while they're watching the show and everybody thinks that she's just such a great actress and it's like really happening to her and so and it's like you're like what and like but the scene the way that they set this whole thing up is that there's no telling that this is a law and order episode there's no police there's no livia there's none of that you know what i mean it's just kind of like after like you know these are their stories Voyeuristic. yeah it's like yeah, these yeah. are stories dun dun you know but it's shot like a movie like even like just the way that it's just like the camera angles and the way that it's all set up like everything about like this new season the season 13 I lost your sound oh no can you hear me now that there you are yeah Okay, it just said something to me. My internet connection was unstable. Um, my my battery's at twenty seven percent. Just FYI. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna wrap here. But um, but yeah. So like, it's just been like these. Every episode's been like these mini movies, and it's just like, where did this come from? Because it doesn't feel like the same yeah. show I've been watching. So I'm wondering if this is where I kind of like really just dropped it back when it was like on real in real time on TV. Um, and just also just watching After Chris all- Maloney left. I just stopped watching. I think that's what a lot of people did. And so, yeah. and I'm watching it still and it's still interesting, but you do miss his mm-hmm. presence and you miss his storyline yeah. because they built him a whole backstory with his family. And so they cut out a huge chunk of the show Yeah, with him leaving. So, okay. The other show I want to talk about real quickly, you guys, that you guys should all be binging, especially if you have Showtime or find a friend who has Showtime is I love that for you. It is the new Vanessa Bayer, Molly Shannon, Matt Rogers, Jennifer Lewis. It's amazing. Putin Patel's in it. It's a great cast. Um, And so I'm loving it because it's just like, it's that Molly Shannon, Vanessa Bayer, awkward humor that you like grow to like love. And they're playing these fun characters. And so what it is, is it's a, they are both, it's, it's a home shopping network situation and so Jen- jennifer Lo- yeah jennifer lewis is like the top dog there matt rogers plays her assistant and then there's like all of the different on-stage talent people who um molly shannon has been there the longest she's kind of like the katie couric of the home shopping mm-hmm. world so she's like has the best show time she has the best products and they're all like living these lives like according to their brand you know she's like the mom married you know ma uh that that's but her her brand has been built on being the mother and then another one is like you know she's um the hip girl who just got engaged and the other guy is like he's the mama's boy and so they're all trying to find different things that like okay this is what your this is who your audience is is who you're going to sell to so that's who Mm -hmm. and then vanessa bayer comes in as this new talent Mm -hmm. and she doesn't have you know, well, what are you selling? What is you? What are you selling? What's your brand? And she had cancer when she was a kid. She she had like childhood leukemia. Mm -hmm. And so she comes out and says, I have cancer when she's on camera. And so now we're going to, that's what this whole show is about is like dealing with her having to manage this lie, be social, manage the politics of working on TV. You know what I mean? Like, cause there's this other one of the other sales ladies who's one of the other on her talents that she has like a big issue with and so there's just it's it's a fun fucking show but the it's one of those shows that you have to like watch and like tune in because the awkwardness in the silence it's a lot of those weird weird to watch yeah weird faces and things like that that like but they're hilarious because Vanessa Bayer, like she doesn't make you feel awkward. It's just watching her just be like a weird teenager almost, you know what I mean? Which but is like every character she played on SNL. <laughs> yeah. And so that's the thing. So if you love Vanessa Bayer, you're gonna love it. And then also just Molly Shannon is just a riot, oh, you know? Yeah. 
her new book was I didn't really know great. Jennifer Lewis was it like Jennifer Lewis, like Jennifer Lewis. Yes, the Black Mother of Hollywood. How did I? Which? Yeah. If you have not read that book, don't read the book. Get the audio book. Also buy the also buy like the real book, but like get the audio book so it's her reading it to you, and that's how you read that book. First of all, I have not actually. I need to put it on my list. Oh, the audio book! Holy crap! Oh wow. Okay, I got to put that on my list because I just listened to Molly Shannon's audio book, which is also hers is really good. Have you heard it? Have you have you read it? I haven't. I've heard it's great, and I've seen her her interviews because it just came out like recently didn't it you'll love it because you're from ohio so there's a lot of reference to cleveland and the flats <laughs> and being like on the east side and that kind of thing and then also where the beginning of molly shannon's book starts with a tragedy so just like trigger warning be you know like she um when she was a little kid i want to say she was like nine years yeah. old or whatever her uh family got into a really bad car accident mm-hmm. and her mom and her little sister died yeah. And so that's like the thing. But when she talks about the area that, that that's in, you'll know exactly where she's talking about in Cleveland. It's like that really, really crazy intersection where like the where you're coming off like the the, the interstate over there. And so it's just that's like, weird because like the same thing happened to my mom, like her mom died when she was like 10. So that's really bizarre to me. That's probably why I haven't read it. Yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. But she does get through it. And then there's just other things that really really cool stories about being on snl and just her fondness mm-hmm. her fondness of her time there and then there's also um really great stories about uh her movies you know like like superstar and all that mm-hmm. and then her dad chapters near like um Jeez. because of her relationship with her dad and where it went and then her dad spoiler um ends up uh being gay and then his coming out story to her as he's like an elderly man, essentially. Oh my and goodness. So yeah. So, but it, I listened to it and it's great. It's it's just yeah. it's a lot of fun. And she she gets in trouble for uh shoplifting at a value city. So you're like, you're oh, like, yeah, and that's specific. such a that's an Ohio deep cut. That is that Ohio like, thing, yeah. Who knows value city? And that's where she gets in trouble, you know. So it's that kind of that's thing. So, so it's a good book. But I need to put Jennifer Lewis's on my thing. Yeah, she plays. Ugh. In this show, she plays the uh, like the main boss, the head head bitch in charge, yeah. and she's just and she's wonderful at it. You know, she would make me nervous. <laughs> oh, absolutely! If I would have known, like I think I would have hardcore would have watched it right away. If I would have known Jennifer Lewis was in it, like right away. Oh yeah, no, she's so good in it too. And Matt Rogers, let's, let's call it Teresa's. Like he's yes. In the, yes, so that's all that. Okay. So we should wrap ourselves up. And so Annie, give us a recommendation of something that people should be binging right now. New or old. Oh, God. I, you don't worry for these things. What are you feeling? What did I binge recently? Shit. <laughs> I did just binge an English show. See, I've been... Bitch. I've been on all these like true crime caper things lately. And it's just been like me, like with SVU and the thing about Pam and all that kind of shit. And so, and like comparing it back and forth. Um, I haven't started wanting like the sad thing is I've been wanting to like, I never used to watch. I watched like, I think like the first half of the season of this is us. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no one needs to be this depressed on a Monday night. And (laughs) now I'm like kind of wanting to watch it. I'm really going to try and fight that though. Shit. What did I just watch recently? This is us. I see. I watched. Oh, like, I know. What is it? Red Oaks. What is Red Oaks? It's some random show on like Amazon prime. And I think it came out in like 2014. Okay. My brother-in-law told me to watch it. It's Jennifer Gray's in it. 
Like she plays the mom, which is really bizarre. I don't know. It's like this this kid who's like in like his first couple of years of college and he's working at this country club. It's got three seasons. It's the summer of 1985 and the NYU yeah. student David lands a summer job at the Red Oaks Country Club in New Jersey as the assistant tennis pro. He rubs elbows with the clientele as well as his fellow employees and they all had advice to him on how he should be planning for the rest of his life. His father urges him to buckle down and improve his grades. A C is a Jewish F, he tells his son, just before collapsing on the tennis court so he can get his, into his college CPA program. Okay, so summer won't last forever. David has some decisions to make as he eventually moves to the Big Apple. Oh, how fun. It's really funny. And if you like movies like Caddyshack and like stuff like that, like where it's like old timey, like co- country club nonsense from the 80s, it's really funny. Gina Grishon is in it? Yes, she's in it too. She's like the one, like the main, like the president of the club's wife. Oh my God. And Josh Myers, which is Seth Myers is like brother. Yes. Looks like, he is like, hysterical. And he He's like such a, a creep in the show. He looks like a gold, good value. Oh, Rachel Feinstein's in this. I love yeah. her. Yeah. Okay. It's a great so cast. Okay. So I'm going to totally look at this. Beth Stelling. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. She's also Ohio royalty. <laughs> like, I know. like another, like, I think Ohio breeds like funny ladies. They like, really, it does. It does. So Tate Donovan, there's like a lot of like really good people in the, yeah. this. Okay. So you guys watch Red Oaks. I'm going to definitely check this out. It's over it's on really funny. I'm enjoying Amazon it. Prime. It has three seasons out and it looks like there might be a fourth season coming. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, how cool. Okay. So I'm going to definitely check that out. So um, the other thing I would tell you guys right now to probably watch, I didn't even talk about it, but it was White Hot, the Abercrombie documentary. Okay. So that's on Netflix. And so it is such a piece of like history that I don't think that any of us really look back on because like the early, to. <laughs> well the early aughts like that whole like 2000s mm. late 90s that whole kind of a vibe and then when you watch this I think one of the things about Abercrombie is that people will like you'll talk about like Abercrombie clothes but Abercrombie was more of a feeling back then it was more mm. of like you it was a status symbol it meant something if you had an Abercrombie shirt it was only yeah. at certain malls and you know, and then they talk about the whole culture of like working that part of retail because you worked retail too. We both worked at Express. We did Express yeah. and Express then. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, but um, but yeah. So they they talk about a lot of that and about like the employee. Like, so I think it's actually it's a really interesting documentary. And the thing is, is they can go so many different places with where this would go in the future. Like, I can see this becoming another one of these like we crashed, you know, the dropout kind of a series, you know, like a dramatic one. And then they need to do a expose on Bruce Weber stat because like the junk that he is associated with and like how shady that man is and like all the stories that people like have told all these models about what he's done to them. Um, it's a sideline and he's like the one who gave Abercrombie like their whole look and like, mm-hmm. you know, so it's a total, it's a watch. It's totally, it's a, it's a total, like a binge. It's an, it's an easy one too. It's, I think it's like an hour and 47 minutes. So it's not even like a double, it's not even like a bunch of like little episodes. Um, but yeah, white hot, the Abercrombie documentary on Netflix. I just watched a really interesting documentary on YouTube and it's about Tatler. Are you familiar with Tatler? Is that okay? the naked magazine? No. <laughs> What is what is Tatler? Tatler is like the main British society magazine. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to think. I am like, so uncultured. <laughs> <laughs> and I've always like 
I've always like known what Tatler was and I didn't like really kind of like look. Is it like a, is it like a New Yorker kind of like a status? Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's very statusy. It's very much about the peerage and the aristocracy and like the whole documentary it's on YouTube and it was from like some British television channel. Oh, is this, is Tatler the one that kind of like went after the Royals before everybody else started doing it? It's not like it's it's one of the oldest. Yeah, it's an old, very very old magazine. It's so like yeah, it would follow like the society pages and like the royals and things like that. But it wasn't like it's gossipy, but like it wouldn't get people like super in trouble. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. I mean, if you think that like American people who think they all that in America and that does not matter to you and all you care about is like royalty in the peerage like me because <laughs> like if if you're not stylish in like European society no one gives a shit in my opinion and is this, is that's this, what you need to watch so this is posh people inside Tatler posh posh I'm talking like billionaires I'm talking okay. like so this is it's a bbc uh documentary thing called and it's called posh people inside tatler so you guys can find that and it's imdb tv so you probably can find it right on amazon or you can actually yeah i'm actually looking on youtube they have like full episodes 57 Mm -hmm. 55 minutes okay this looks like fun i will probably check this out Ooh, this will be something that i do like when i'm in like what's it called when I'm in like an airport, when I YouTube yeah. is like the only thing I really want to watch. Okay. So you guys, thank you guys so much for joining us today. I am D'Angelo and I'm here with Ann Setting. And so look at the liner notes and you'll see where to find us. We really, really appreciate you guys listening. Tell your friends about the show. I don't care if you guys give us stars or whatever it is. Tell somebody to listen to it if you guys find it enjoyable. Thank you and good night from the lower level. Bye. Good night from the lower level.